Hey guys, happy Thursday, or whatever day you are happen to watch in our video here, since this is another episode of Modern Meta Breakdown. Now, we've been going for a while now, seeing a lot of top decks, a lot of fringe decks, just kind of hopping all over the place. Um, you know, we've had a lot of requests from players, kind of asking, hey, can you highlight this video? Hey, I really appreciate that you've highlighted this, because now I'm getting into this deck and getting into modern and you know this one really stands out to me so I really want to play this one so I'm really glad that these videos are able to help all of you guys out as newer players or existing players that maybe aren't being able to play as often but I wanted to highlight a couple of decks that people are still requesting that they are in the works don't worry taking turns there was some sweet ones at the uh, GP sadly we're not going to talk about that tonight Grishol brand or Grishol brand however you want to say it, graveyard-based deck, pretty sweet. Said that we're not talking about that tonight. We will be talking about a graveyard-based deck. 8-Whack, the Goblins, a tribal-based deck, really aggressive, really in your face. I actually lost to that last night at Tuesday in the final round. Um, but we're not talking about that either. We're actually going to be talking living in, guys. That's right. Our sorcery. Living in got some sweet art for it. Um, one of the couple of suspend cards that sees play in modern. Um, it's a pretty sweet one. So figured ooh, we don't talk too much about um, this deck. It's not on a lot of people's radar. So I figured this would be the perfect time to discuss it. Um, has been doing pretty well, you know, based on what sort of hate is running around. Does even better. Um, if there's a lot more graveyard hate, then you're not going to see Living End do as well. But uh, definitely a sleeper in their powerful deck. Um, kind of in the mindset of Ad Nauseam, a lot of people don't think about it right away, but it's still a powerful deck. So um, the whole thing of Living End is each player removes all creature cards from his or her graveyard from the game. Then they sack all the creatures that they control, put those cards that um, were removed from the game into play simple and easy so let's talk about the deck got two to show you pretty simple and easy we got some sweet new additions um, from Amonkhet because cycling did return so I figured hey this is the perfect time we'll discuss what exactly this deck does how you combat it and kind of you know ways that you might want to build it um, sitting at home um, the best description I've had of living in was it's a bunch of draft commons and uncommons thrown together in a deck and you think you're like what that doesn't sound good at all but actually it does especially in the fact that a lot of the creatures in this deck cost four five six mana so you're like this yeah th something's wrong here but we know that we can cheat all of these guys into play and pretty much every creature this deck runs with a few exceptions um has cycling so we've got our three architect of will see cost four don't care about that that does not matter what we care about is the cycling cost one either blue or black to cycle it discard it into your graveyard draw a card comes in as a three three and when it enters the battlefield you look at the top three cards of target players library and put them back in any order that is a pretty sweet ability deadshot minotaur cost five for a three four when he comes into play deals three damage to our creature with flying or you can cycle it for a red or a green. Cool. Turn one. Cycling it. Nice. Same thing with Architect of Will. Fulminator Mage. One of the few non-cyclers in here. 
Uh, very sweet, powerful card because easy to get in the graveyard, right? Pay three mana, destroy your land. Hey, now I have a creature in my graveyard that I can come back with living in. Sweet. Um, one of our new additions, Horror of the Broken Lands. Cost five for a 4-4. Four, four. Of course, you can cycle it for one black. Pretty simple, pretty easy. But whenever you cycle or discard another card, Horror of the Broken Lands gets plus two, plus one until the end of the turn. So the deck is full of cyclers. Makes a lot of sense that he would become pretty big pretty quickly with that. Especially if you're saying, okay, cast Living End, get this guy back, get like maybe two more guys back. Awesome. Now, my next turn, I'm going to cycle a bunch of stuff and get him even bigger and just kill you in one turn kind of thing. Um, Monstrous Carapid. Cost five for a four, four. And he has to attack each turn if able. Cycle it for a red or a black. You can see these. Nice draft commons here. Cost five mana for a four four. Alright. That's kinda of what I want in modern, right? No, that's not really what you want. Shriek Maul, one of our other non cycling cards here. Cost five for a three two with fear. So it can't be blocked except for artifacts or black creatures. When he enters the battlefield, destroy target non-artifact, non-black creature. Or you can do the evoke cost for two. If you cast the spell for its evoke cost, then you must sacrifice it when it enters the battlefield. But you just basically get that trigger. Enter the battlefield, pay two, kill that off. Alright, he's done. Which works out great when we're casting our living end. Bring it back. Simeon Spirit Guide! Another non-cycler in here, but this is our accelerator. You can see, hey, you know what? Turn two, I've already cycled three cards. You're starting to get out of hand. Maybe I'm playing against a creature-based deck. Well, let's wipe the board. I'm going to ramp in Simeon Spirit Guide to get to my Cascade. And we'll talk Cascade next. Street Wraith, cost five. This one, probably most people are familiar with after seeing how well um, the Death Shadow deck is going. And one of these days I will do an updated Grixis Death Shadow because the previous Death Shadow lists that I've talked about for Modern Meta Breakdown have been the Jun, the Abzan versions of it and haven't really talked Grixis. So I figure we'll have to highlight that in the coming weeks. So as you can see, pretty much all of our cyclers are red, black, green. That's what we need. Architect of Will, we're going to ignore that blue altogether. Pretty much just cycle for a black. Um, land base, 19 lands, 1 forest, 2 swamp, black leaf cliffs, okay? Comes in untapped, 2 or fewer. Just going to get right to the cycling. 1 blood crypt, 1 uh, bloodstained mire, got a nice fetch land, 4 blooming marsh, 1 overgrown, 1 stomping, and 4 burn. So you can see... Lots of fast lands, not very many shocks in here, but lots of fetches to go around with your stuff because, you know, you're going to be going quick, get a lot of stuff in your graveyard. Um, we've got our Cascade spells, like, here's our list, Three Living In, we already talked about that, but we've got our eight Cascade spells, which is Violent Outburst or Demonic Dread. And for those that maybe did not play the game before, have never really seen the Cascade mechanic, because... Doesn't see very much play in Modern nowadays. Pretty much its main focus is on this Living End deck. Now there are some kind of fun stuff you can do with Cascade and do some things along that line. Cheating in um, Suspend stuff is kind of the best way to do it. Um, but the way it reads is when you play this spell, remove cards from the top of your library until you, re uh, you remove a non-land card that costs less. So Demonic Dread, Violent Outburst both cost three, so you're looking for something that costs 
two, one, zero. Guess what? Living ends, converted mana cost, zero. So that is nice. Um, put the remove card on the bottom, and or put, sorry, you may play it without paying its mana cost and then put all the other remove cards on the bottom in a random order. Uh, Violent Outburst also can give your creatures plus one, plus oh. Demonic Dredge can say target creature can't block this turn. Um, so those can be slightly, um, you know, relevant when it comes down to it and you need that extra point of damage you need to make that creature not be able to block because they can cascade into a living in and say all right i'm not going to cast it you may play it without paying its mana cost all right cascade reveal living in not going to cast it let's put all those cards in the bottom in a random order cool so that's the objective cycle all of these creatures find a violent outspurt find demonic dredge and then reveal living in. You never want to have living in in your hand as a player. Um, you've also got that beast within as a nice little addition in here. Cost three, destroy target permanent. If it's control, uh, its controller creates a three-three green beast token. Um, can get rid of planeswalkers, artifacts, enchantments, things like that. Works really well because people pack some hate. You know, rest in peace, leyline of the void, um, relic of progenitus. Guess what? Now you have a three-three beast instead of that. So that is nice. Um, do want to make a note before we get in the sideboard some other hate that you might be packing because we're talking graveyard hate a lot of the stuff that you would think of works pretty well with the exception of graft diggers cage so let me pull that up actually now that I'm thinking about it, I should have should have had it ready for you guys I don't know what I was thinking here graph diggers cage and bam Alright, pull that back up, and living in, there we go. Alright, let's pull up the image so you guys can see um, what Grafdigger's Cage actually has to offer for us. So, Grafdigger's Cage, dun 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 Creature cards can't enter the battlefield from the graveyard or library. Players can't cast cards in the graveyard or libraries. So, how does that work with living in? Hmm, it doesn't does not stop living in in the least bit so a lot of people that are new to this matchup will go oh sweet i've got this great graveyard hate card sitting in my sideboard going to game two i lost game one he just overran me with all of his creatures all right let's bring this in and then you sit there and throw it down turn one and smile at your opponent going ha i've got you now and they just kind of shrug cycle 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 cascade into living in exile all those cards from their graveyard and then they enter play from exile. They're not entering play from the library. They're not entering play from the graveyard. So it gets around Grafdigger's Cage. Yeah, that does happen. Um, so when you're thinking about the deck, how does it really work? It is a go-wide strategy. I'm going to cycle all these stuff the first couple of turns here. You can cycle during your opponent's turn. You can cycle during your turn. Sweet. Discard this, draw a card, discard this, draw a card, discard this, draw a card, discard this. Now I've got four or five creatures in my graveyard. And while you've been building up this board state, getting these aggressor, aggressive creatures out or getting your planeswalkers out, whatever you might be doing, all that's going to be destroyed. And if you don't have anything in your graveyard, guess what? Now you're sitting down and facing down these big dumb dudes here. Three, four, you know, two, two, four, 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 four. 3-2, three, 3-4, three, like, these guys are, are 
together add up very quickly, especially in modern where it's very easy for people to just go fetch, shock, be willy-nilly with their life. They're using it as a resource like they should, but once you go, okay, cascade into living in, sweet, now I've got four, four fours on the battlefield, pass turn, and you sit there and go, well, I, now I have no creatures. Okay, maybe I can play one creature now. Cool. And then they go, all right. Cool. Um, one of my creatures happens to be the Horror of the Broken Lands. So I'm going to cycle a couple more things. Move to combat. Swing in. You're going to block this horror and then take, you know, 12 damage. Oh, are you dead yet? No? All right. Cool. Well, let's pass over and we'll do it again. And it's it's powerful. Like, you can cascade on turn two with Simeon Spirit Guides into a living end if you need to. Um, but that's the thing. It's like, it, you as a living end player, you never want this in your hand. You know, it, you really need it in your, in your deck to cascade into. So if you get stuck in a position, you can suspend it. If the game goes long and grindy and weird, you can suspend it for three turns. It does cost four mana to do that. So you, maybe you get stuck in a weird position where you just get all the mana and you keep cycling into it and not getting any of your cascade spells. Hey, you can still do that. So sideboard stuff is going to be along those same lines that we saw. What graveyard stuff can I take advantage of? So Brindlebore is in here. Costs three mana for a 2-2. Two, two, sack it, gain four life. Okay, cool. I'll pay three mana to gain four life, no problem. And then, guess what? I can cascade into a living end, and I'll gain four more life off of it, essentially. Our Ingot Chewer costs five. Some people have, you know, been adding it in the main board, you know, depending on what their meta looks like, but it's just a perfect cyborg card if you think about it. Uh, Engines of the Battlefield, destroy target artifact. Cool, you can evoke it for one. Yeah. Just like with our, our Shrink Maw. Pay one, it dies. Uh, second Shrink Maw in there. Four Leyline of the Void, graveyard-based strategies, mirror matchups, stuff like that. Cool, shut those down. Uh, Ricochet Trap costs four, but if your opponent casts a blue spell this turn, you can pay one red rather than pay Ricochet's, uh, Ricochet Trap's mana cost and change the target of target spell with a... Excuse me, with a single target. And then Lost Legacy is a nice addition. Name a non-artifact, non-land card. Search target player's graveyard hand library for any number of copies of it. Exile those. That player shuffles his library, then draws a card for each card exiled um, from uh, exiled from hand this way. So, pretty nice. If they have one card in their hand, cool, they'll draw one card. If they have two cards in their hand and two in their deck, cool, they'll draw two cards. Simple, easy. Um, so nice little hates kind of packed in here, but that's the objective of the deck, doing these cycle things. Now, there's not a specific way to um, combat all these cyclings for modern. Like, you really have to rely on stuff like Lay on Line of Void, Rest in Peace, things like that to kind of interact with it. Um, Relic of Progenitus is nice to slowly just chip away at it and then when they cast something like Living In that's when you exile both players graveyard and so you need those sort of setups but you have to be careful of stuff like Beast Within um, so you know it's, it is a fine line to uh, tread when you're playing against a deck like this so this is the second place list um, wanted to show you guys another one pretty much you can see very very similar boom 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 what is the difference here? Only one beast within main board. Cool. So what else is it running? A couple more creatures. You can see the numbers here. 27 jumps up to 30. We added a couple more. So what did we add in? Let's see. Okay, Architect of Will. Cool. Still there. Aha! A new cycler. Amonkhet. Providing us other stuff besides our Horror of the Broken Lands. Cost 6 normally for a 6-4. 
Wow, that's a big dumb dude. Uh, yep. But you can cycle for one run. Hmm. So now you could have a 6-4 coming at you pretty quickly. Our fairy macabre here. 2-2 two, two for 3. It's got a flying, so nice evasion. But you can discard it and exile 2 car target cards from graveyards. So you can get rid of something your opponent might have. And this works nicely if you're sitting there going, Okay, I'm playing Living In. And they have ways to get stuff in their graveyard. Maybe I'm playing against Affinity, which is a very difficult matchup because of uh, Arcbound Ravager, and they can just sack their board when you cast Living In. And go, alright, sack my board. All this is in my graveyard now. Okay, let's do it. They're all back now. And a lot of my stuff has evasion, where yours doesn't. But this allows you to discard it, and then exile two cards from their graveyard. So you can be able to do that. Plus, you're just saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to discard it chip away your graveyard and now I have a 2-2 flyer in my graveyard when I cast Living End. Works out nicely. Only 2 Fulminator there. 4 Horror of the Broken Lands. Again, it's a sweet one. Great inclusion. And like you see both are um, Desert Ceridon. I always mispronounce these names. Desert Ceridon and our Horror of the Broken Lands as our big um, new additions from Amonkhet to the deck. And what people go, oh man, it's new cycling stuff. There's got to be something that I can do for Living In to make it work a little bit better. And they're trying this stuff out. Um, again, playset of Monstrous Carabid, Simeon Spirit Guide, and Street Wraith in there. Um, lands, pretty much similar. You, you, what you'd expect to see. We've got our Fast Lands. We've got our Fetch Lands or Shocks. But this is a new addition. Um, Grove of the Burn Willows can manipulate life totals and stuff like that get, have your opponent gain a life just little things so uh, or just tap it for a colorless but yeah beast within again cascading into living in is the name of the game sideboard not too different that we'd expect to see more beast was in um, this is a pretty sweet one though um, dead and gone deals two damage to target creature or return target creature you don't control to its owner's hand so uh, a very non-red ability with that gone. Basically, you unsummon it. Cool. Um, so that's kind of the idea of Living End. It's like, discard my whole hand to draw cards, replenish my hand, find Violent Outburst, find Demonic Dreg, cast it. Now I have a bunch of guys. Turn them sideways. So if you want a creature-based deck that is a little bit more nuanced to it, then just play a guy, pass, play a guy, turn both of them sideways, pass, okay, play two more guys, turn all four of them sideways, like Merfolk is kind of thing, you know, this is a, a definitely a way to go about it, um, Street Wraith is a little bit more expensive because of its inclusion in Death Shadow and stuff like that, but for the most part, the deck is relatively cheap, um, so, you know, definitely something to think about if you're looking into Modern, looking into, um, how to deal with different decks in modern, that's definitely one to kind of keep in mind of, oh yes, I definitely need at least some sort of graveyard hate, and Graftigger's Cage is not the only hate that I should have in case I run into something like that. And if you go to a bigger tournament, you are likely to find a couple of players that are running it. So that's going to do it for this episode of Modern Meta Breakdown. I hope you guys have been enjoying it. Um, started doing some vintage drafting for your viewing pleasure, guys. Uh, we're going to start doing that as breaking it up draft video which you guys can see on the screen then next monday which is in a couple days four days five days whatever it is um 
we'll upload match one, then the next week, match two, match three, just so, you know, get extra content coming out at the beginning of the week, um, in addition to our stuff at the end of the week of Modern Meta Breakdown, but, um, Again, weekly coverage on Mondays as well, Modern Magic Mondays, Twitch and YouTube.com. Check those stuff out if you guys want to see some weekly coverage and content that I've got going on over there. But that's going to do it for this episode. Make sure you guys are following, subscribing, all that good stuff. I really appreciate the discussions, interactions, and questions you guys are asking in chat. Um, keep that up. I'd love to interact with you guys and you know get your insights on what decks that you're playing, what other decks that you want to be seeing for upcoming episodes. But that's going to do it for us here tonight, guys. I'll see you guys next game.